Welcome to English X on ICRT, brought to you by Mandarin X and Vine Education Company. English X is where managers learn to discuss international business topics in English and to start thinking more like a boss. 欢迎收听 ICRT English X。每周四早上由中文课和葡萄藤国际语言训练中心特别企划，让您掌握全球商业趋势。Good, good morning, everyone. So. One of my students is in trouble. She has a business trip coming up, and her deputy is away on maternity leave. She has to find a new person to delegate some tasks, but there is no one. So she has no backup plan. And part of running a successful organization is having a very capable、uh, person working with you. And delegating is crucial to any business looking to maintain stability or growth. Exactly. Exactly. Good morning, everyone. I'm Russ. And I'm Ting, and together we have been running a successful international business English center, training top companies and top managers in Taiwan, Japan, China, and South America. Yes, and delegating is very important. But how can we learn to delegate better? That is today's topic. Hot topic: Improve your English as we discuss real-world problems many English students have at work. Let's look at this week's topic. First topic: Being clear. How can you be sure that the person will do the job correctly?、Um, well, first of all, you have to let them know what good performance is and what the results you expect are.、Uh, timing is also important. For example, when the deadlines are,、uh, so you know when and how to receive the results. Okay, okay. One of the problems I've always have delegating with people is I'm not very、uh, clear in in the instructions that I give them. I kind of tell them the results and the goal. But I don't really tell them the steps on how to get there. Right, and a lot of times that's because a lot of our staff they're still pretty junior, entry level. They're young, so、um, a lot of times we're expecting them to just know how to do it. But、uh, we don't think, you know, we're not thinking further of like what little things we can do to help them get to that point. Well, one thing that has helped me a lot is when I'm giving them directions,、uh, I give them timing because timing is very important. So I don't just tell them the goal. But I tell them, okay, we're gonna check up. We're gonna have step one, step two, step three, and we agree on those on those、uh, steps、mm-hmm. when we'll check in and what we'll do to make sure that the that the task I gave them is going in the right direction. And if it's not going in the right direction, I always have a checkpoint where I can say, oh, this is not going the right way that、mm-hmm. I wanted to go. So we can shift over and I can assist where needed. Well, and and on that note, do you do you think you need to watch over their shoulder each step of the way? Uh. Yes and no. There has to be a balance.、Uh, you can't, you, you know, you can't just,、uh, especially like you said, if they're junior employees or or they're doing something new, something for the first time,、um, then at that time you have to be a little bit more controlling or you have to、uh, be more hands on. Right.、Mm-hmm. Right. I, I totally agree.、Um, I think、uh, once you put in the hours or put in the time to actually coach them through things, you'll find out that all that in time invested. Will pay off in the end,、uh, you know. After and it could take months, it could even take a year.、Mm-hmm. But by a year, they're actually very、uh, self. What we call that? Self reliant.、Mm-hmm. They're able to do a lot of the work without you asking. But that meant you have to put in a lot of hours in the very beginning. Training them. Yeah, in the training part of it. And patience. And patience. Yes, it helps.、Right. Um, so, what kind of power do I need to give my employees?、Uh, you can say. You need just enough power to get the job done.、Um, the you know I think you have to empower them, but I guess it depends on the project. So some sometimes you need them to. 
I'm a little concerned when you yeah. say you have to empower them because uh, working with so many Taiwanese companies, I find that many bosses, CEOs, they say empower, but they don't really empower their employees. Uh, well, perhaps their definition is different. Okay. What would you say their definition is? Um, empower on paper. <laughs> <laughs> empower on paper, uh, but not empower in practical in a practical sense. So like undermining what they do. Or, or in the end, a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, what we call it, line managers, uh, director level, they end up doing the job for the person under them because they feel they can't, the person under them is not doing it up to the expectation that's expected. But then what I feel is employees kind of get used to, oh, my boss is going to take over, so I don't have to do it 100% because I, I don't have to do it 100% because I know, I know that he's going to review it and he's going to fix all my mistakes. Yeah. And one of my students uh, who works in training a lot, he mentioned to me actually empowerment means the ability to give them decision-making power. So that means they get to make the final call on a lot of, let's say, uh, questions, requests, tasks that need to be done, uh, and it's not really up to the boss's decision. All right, so what if they make a mistake? Um, if they make a mistake, uh, they shouldn't be blamed, at least not immediately. Um, they shouldn't get the, uh, their finger pointed at them. Uh, Otherwise, you get the you run the risk of them becoming defensive and not wanting to take risks again. Well, anytime, anytime you're blaming someone, and one thing that I hate is when the project is not done correctly, they start saying, "Oh, it wasn't my fault. It was so and so's fault, or this department didn't do this on time, or they did this wrong." Blah blah. Right. Uh, so uh, a key thing to that is avoid the blame game. Uh, you should reprimand if they really are making, I guess, bad mistakes, so they're not repeating it. However, you should also commend and compliment. Uh, when they do gain some success or do something go well. Well, you shouldn't, you know, take credit for their success, basically. You should give credit when their success is due. Yeah, give credit where credit's <laughs> due. Uh, and yeah. also giving them more opportunities, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, unless sometimes there's some cases that are maybe too complex where you, where the boss or manager needs to step in. All right. So how often should I delegate? Uh, well, I think uh, you shouldn't wait until you're overwhelmed with tasks to mm -hmm. start delegating them and passing out because then otherwise the staff will feel like you're just like just throwing a bunch of stuff on their table mm. and say, all right, take care of that. And then, yeah, and yeah. now they feel like, oh crap, I was already doing my regular job and now I have all this stuff my boss just, just laid, laid on my lap, mm. you know, last minute. So uh, employees tend to not like that. Well, one thing that I noticed is a lot of uh, bosses tend to start delegating when it's too late. They're overwhelmed, they're doing too much work. So then it's like, oh, I need help. So I'm gonna assign this to this person, but that person isn't sufficiently trained be able to do that task uh yeah sure, yeah, yeah, sure. okay sure. uh so what if they really really screw up though uh well hopefully you've taught them ownership so one way you teach ownership is by demonstrating it you know you lead by example yeah people i guess it, all the people in the company uh they look up to who the leader is so mm -hmm. if you are the leader sometimes that does mean falling on the blade even if you weren't specifically involved in that mistake. Yeah. I, I remember one time we played a prank on one of our employees on her birthday. And we basically asked the student to fake that the teacher never showed up for class. And we photoshopped the teacher's schedule to look like he didn't have that class. Mm -hmm. So she thought maybe it was her mistake, her fault for not sending the teacher the correct schedule. The prank the worked. Whole, yeah, the whole time the, the student and the, the teacher, they were in class together. We were just pranking her for her birthday. But I love that our colleague was recording her, and when she was just like, oh, go tell Russ, go tell Tang, she refused to. Because what the first thing she did is, I can fix this. 
I can fix this. So before even telling us, she was she took ownership of that problem. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to fix this mistake. And anytime we were pushing her so we can fake it, get mad at her, she was like, if I can fix it, they don't need to know about it. Right. And that's, yeah. And the cake came out and everything. We're like, I'm ready. And they're singing the song. And she's like, she wasn't even hearing it. She was still focused on trying to fix the problem, not knowing it wasn't a problem the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, lean by example is, a, is, a, is something bosses have to learn how to do. Hashtag like a boss. Each week we talk to real world bosses to find out their secrets for success. Hello everyone. With us today we have Nigel. Hello Ni everybody. Nigel is uh, one of the head teachers here at Vine Education Company. And when I am not in the office, I delegate a lot of my tasks over to him. Uh, I have been traveling a lot recently, so I needed to take some time off. How can we as bosses better prepare you to do the tasks that you need? Uh, I believe open communication, um, sometimes clear instructions, uh, what your ex the expectations are uh, of the, the, the task given to you. So what do you do when you don't know how to do something that you were assigned to do? Well, again, open communication meaning if I'm not sure how to do something, I should not be afraid to go in and ask. I'm not sure how to do this. How can I do this? But can your Taiwanese students do this to their bosses? Unfortunately, no. A lot of them have had that thing where they're like, I didn't know how to do this, but I just hashed out something and it wasn't good. You know, it, 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 it felt like maybe it was too rushed or they didn't do enough research or they just didn't know how to do so it. So why can't they just go up to their bosses and say, hey, I need some help with this? Do you know, I believe it's either they're afraid to look unprofessional, right? They're afraid to look incompetent. But um, I, I really feel like because, for example, with, uh, with my company, with us, we have this open communication where if I tell you and you tell me, then we can uh, bring out a, a better quality product. Mm. So what would your recommendation be to employees that work at companies that don't have that strong open communication? Well, well you can do a lot of things. Uh, find out. Do some research. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to... Okay, if, you, if it might not be your boss, but it could be somebody else. How did you do this? How, can you just give me a pointer or how can I achieve this goal? Right. To go. okay. Just give me a direction. So what happens when your students are overwhelmed with the tasks that they have? Well, see, the, that, then that comes to, you know, how to handle your tasks, how to handle your time management, uh, and, and just, you know, prioritizing what is more important at the time, okay. I guess. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Good. Well, you've been doing great work with us. Um, and you. I do have one question. And uh, be honest, does Ting micromanage? <laughs> Wait. Uh, <laughs> can I answer that? Of course, he's not here, so I don't really care. <laughs> yes, he definitely micromanages. Um, he will give you instructions and illustrations and instructions and get back to you verbally and talk to you. But but I'm the exact opposite, though. So like, I, I know he does that. He sends you know these long ass emails. Um, but how about me? On the other hand, I kind of just tell you, hey, can you do this? Do it this way. It's there. And 
I step away. Right, right. And so you know what though? It it's a great dynamic, as it, as it were, because um, with your style, which is okay, I need this done. That kind of gives a a, a person room to maneuver. Mm-hmm. I now know, like, okay, this is what we want. But if I use it like this, like this, as long as we get to the the goal, okay, right. As opposed to, you know, micromanagement biting. <laughs> but, Long emails. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to get you in trouble with this. All right, right. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Mailbag. Do you have a question? Well, we have answers. Email us at icrt at com or on the web at com slash icrt. 有任何問題,歡迎發送到ICRT@vineec.com,或者到葡萄糖網站vineec.com/icrt。First, Tim from Taipei says, "Do you think English is a global language?" Uh, Tim, right? Tim, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tim, duh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, uh, English is a global business language. You can't avoid it. It's in some ways, it's kind of unfortunate that English is the only, you know. Mm. But I can say, I mean, our business the the uh, is only here because it is English is a global business and it's needed in Asia and Taiwan and in other countries. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Uh, how do you use English to advance your career? Uh, the way I would. Tell all my students because they always think, oh, English is important. English is important, but they never apply what they're learning. They just learn it because they want to get like, oh, look, I got a high score on my TOEIC exam. That means I can speak English, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really take advantage of the knowledge that they have because they speak English. There's two things that can happen. One, a lot, a lot, a lot of material is written in English. A lot of self-help books, business books, a lot of research papers. All of that is done in English. So if you can read it, you have access to all that knowledge. Uh, second thing, English really opens doors for opens doors for you in terms of opportunities. Yeah, you can meet lots of people, international people, and you can use Chinese all the time. You can use Chinese at work with your clients, all that stuff. But when it comes to doing international business, when it comes to being that CEO GM level, you're gonna have to participate in conference calls. You're gonna have to go to meetings and international uh, international conferences, and you're gonna have to mingle with people in English. So. There are many times, even in your regional office, even if your main office is Greater China or Hong Kong Singapore, or whatever, right. Singapore, you're still going to have to create and write all these documents and do all these conference calls with people from the Americas, you know, people from the other areas, yeah. from Europe. So you, you really you can use English in order to build your own network and build your own value within the organization. Yeah, and another thing to add is, uh, you know, in terms of advancing your career, a lot of companies even set, I guess, set rules or set a certain like score. Uh, a lot of companies do set that standard. So, for example, a common number is 800 on the TOEIC, mm. right? To read uh, to reach a mid management position. Yeah, but so, what does that mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But we're not inventing the rules here. Those are the <laughs> rules invented by you know. Those are the rules set by the company. And if you work in that company, you kind of have to follow those. Well, rules. I love it when I get a student that has you know like a 750 on their TOEIC exam, and I'm like, hey, how are you? They go, fine, thank you. And you? And I'm like, oh my god, you're just an English book. Right. Yeah, just reciting. Okay. Uh, thank you. That question was from Cindy from also from Taipei. Uh, next one comes from James in Xindian. Uh James asks, "How can you prepare for an English presentation?" 
I'll tell you exactly what you should not do, and this is what most of you do, uh, most of my uh, Taiwanese audience over here, is you guys prepare that script. I absolutely hate it when you guys just, you know, you sit down, I have a presentation, you start writing what you're going to say, and you stand up there and read it for me. I absolutely hate that. Well, the, the risk of doing that is it's going to end up sounding, well, like I said, it's going to sound scripted, sound robotic, it's going to sound boring. And it lacks any kind of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, it's not a presentation. I mean, if you're going to do that, just send me send me your script and I can read it myself and I don't need you. But I'm going to slightly disagree with you on that point, because I think for, let's say, beginner level or even low intermediate speakers of English, the script really is a way to help practice and then get comfortable with the content. And, and I've seen it firsthand where it helps. Uh, helps a student really get more and more confident. Where do they, where they get to the point where they don't need it? But initially, it use they use it to get to feel comfortable with the language. In, initially, but yeah. then it becomes a habit or a crutch, and they say, "Oh, this is the only way. This is how I have to do it." Once you become adequate, then you just rely solely on the script. And yeah, because the script, if you're focusing most of your time pre, uh, in the preparation stage of just writing the script out, then you're not focusing a lot on. The delivery aspect of mm. like uh, practicing your tone, your posture, your eye contact, some okay. of the like the the intangibles of presentations, which makes it stand out more. But that's what a presentation is. It's the intangibles. It's not just the letters on the screen. Yeah. But. So I would say to prepare, you should prepare at least maybe probably fifty percent on just <clears throat> rehearsing, rehearsing it, doing it in front of a camera, in front of a mirror, getting used to seeing yourself, hearing your voice, seeing how you talk, using your how you're using your hands and, and then uh, your eye contact and all that stuff. Uh, James, get a friend, get a colleague, get someone to listen to you present and have them give you honest advice. Yeah, yeah. we've had a lot of students, we've asked them to ask their husbands or their kids to watch them do a presentation yeah. in English. And at first they feel a little bit embarrassed about it. But uh, in the end, when they actually have to do the thing, deliver it, it's always come back, like it's always had a positive or a successful, I guess, uh, result. All right. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you can always go to our website, vinec.com slash ICRT to send your questions and comments, or you can email us at ICRT at vinec.com. Yeah, keep on coming. We really appreciate it. Get inspired. Here are some quotes to help you think more like a boss. So the quote that I'm going to share with you is a quote that you, if you, any of you follow any of my social media, you know that I often use hashtag like a boss. And my friends always tease me for this because they think I'm being snobbish. They're like, oh, you have a company, so you're a boss. So that's why you write that. But no, that's not why I do that. Like a boss to me is, is a symbol saying that, hey, everything that you do, do it like a boss doesn't matter what your position is, is in the company. You're cleaning floors, you're washing windows, you're making french fries. doesn't matter what you're doing. You do it like a boss. You're the boss of that floor. You're the boss of that window. You're a boss of that deep fryer. You are the boss of that. Take ownership of it and do it to the best of your abilities. So anytime you do something and you do it very, very well, do it like a boss. Not because of that one Lonely Island song. <laughs> <laughs> not, not because of that song. Uh, you guys should Google it. But uh, no, definitely. Uh, that's my mentality. Everything you do, do it like a boss. Right. Uh, agreed. So uh, the next quote, uh, I took this one. Actually, I stole it from you because I don't read a lot of quotes. Uh, this quote is, quote, if you don't ask, you will never know. And one day I will share this story because it's an excellent story how I got this quote. Okay, uh, maybe another time. 
another time. Yeah. Uh, well, the quote: "If you don't ask, you never know." Kind of, it's it's almost self-explanatory in a way. Um, you know, uh, I I grew up kind of always a shy Asian. I, I that very stereotypical shy Asian kid who never raised his hand in class. Mm. You know, even in the states, you know, and where we're encouraged to do that, but I always sat in the back, tried to avoid it, and at the same time, um, I never got any of my answers uh, questions answered because I was afraid to ask. And uh, throughout my whole life, I always kind of regretted doing that or having that kind of mentality growing up. It wasn't until I became a functional adult <laughs> to to know that uh, you can't live that way because you're going to miss opportunities if you don't at least try. Uh, like the Michael Jordan quote, you don't uh, you miss 100 percent of the sh oh, Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. One of those. Yeah. So, so you you have a basically the quote means that you'll have a hundred percent chance to fail if you don't try but at least you have like a 50 percent chance to succeed if you do right whatever it is i just find it going back to seeking knowledge where i i hate it when i'm like in a class and class finishes and then one or two students come up to me and ask a question i mean i ask does anyone have any questions and nobody raised their hands and everyone could have benefited from that student's questions but they're just too shy they're not open they're i don't know i don't know what it is yeah. but uh it basically um if you don't ask, you'll never know. Anything that you want. If you want to know that, what's that girl's phone number, what's her line, what's her Facebook, whatever, uh, you got to go up and ask her. If you don't ask her, you're not going to know. So don't miss any opportunities, either from dating, from knowledge, from uh, making friends, from making business contacts. Just ask. Yeah, and uh, you know, you're going to regret it if you don't. Yeah. Fast words. Let's discuss some new words and expressions so we can be more like a boss. 让我们回顾一下今天有哪些重点单词跟片语 So we have some cards here on the table with some expressions. We're going to go through some English idioms and expressions and make some sentences with them. All right, Dang, All right pick first one. First up, uh, I have here, go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Uh, the definition is to do more than what people expect. Mm. Uh, okay. See, this, 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 this phrase is a little strange because uh, they don't use miles in Taiwan. <laughs> go the extra right? kilometer. <laughs> yeah, go the extra km. <laughs> but basically, it means uh, try harder, not just do 100%, but do that 110%. Put in full effort. Do it like a boss. Right, so if you are living, quote, like a boss, you will go the extra mile. You're going to go the extra mile for your family. A lot of people actually do that and people go to some people go the extra mile for their company mm. company their students their clients you know just basically do some do more than normal right uh, my expression I got is my hands are tied so your hands are tied this is a great thing to say when you you're basically trying to come up with an excuse you Taiwanese people always say me ban fa, me ban fa. I absolutely hate that expression uh, but another nice way to say it in English, you can just say your hands are tied. There's something that the client wants, but you can't do because you don't have the authority to do. So you can just say, sorry, I'd love to help you, but my hands are tied. It's out of your control. Exactly, exactly. Next. Okay, next, <clears throat> easy come, easy go. Right? It's not just the, was that, Bruno Mars song? Uh, uh, and easy come, easy go means something gained easily, but also lost easily. Mm. What's a good example of uh, an actual thing that easy? That's easy come, easy go. Uh, money. You make money, you make a big sale, you, you get your salary. I, like one thing that in Taiwan, I think uh, 
salary you can say is easy come easy go because in Taiwan they pay your salary all at once so like the first of the month you're like oh I'm rich and you start spending all this money but then by the third or fourth week you know you're back to instant noodles yeah and in, in, in life in general I remember like 10 years ago I think we when we were working at a company we were making pretty decent money <laughs> back then and I would just spend it all New TV. taking trips I was giving my girlfriend like a stipend <laughs> of like 15 20 grand a okay. month you know just doing all this stuff because I thought oh this money will always like my salary will always be like this yeah, yeah. and uh I was wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, my expression here is to get something off the ground. This is to get a project, get a business, get something started. You need to get it off the ground. So I always, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, I get many people coming up to me asking me, you know, pitching to me or talking to me about business advice or what to do. And I find many people spend way too much talking and planning, not enough. I'm actually doing it. So my advice to everyone would be get something off the ground, then come and talk to us. Good advice. Uh, last word, <clears throat> go down the drain, go down the drain. And when something goes down the drain, it means it is wasted or lost, right? So a drain is like something in a sink, right? Like mm -hmm. water flows down it. So it's like a, maybe it could be an opportunity that gets blown. So mm -hmm. you wasted an opportunity. So your opportunity went down the drain yeah um what else could go down the drain um your girlfriend bakes up with you then your life goes down the drain oh that's sad <laughs> but that's the expression your life goes down the drain you get fired from your job you know, yeah going uh, down the drain. Yeah, yeah or you know like we said earlier easy come easy go money can easily go down the drain exactly exactly you know when you start spending it all all right everyone thank you uh if you like notes in the handout for today's episode please visit buyanec.com slash ICRT. I'm Russ. And I'm Ting. Thank you. See you next week.